Well, good morning. Thank you for sitting over here. Because when I was doing announcements, like everyone was here and there was like five people over here. And then, which then when you look, because you don't want to ignore people, but when there's only five people sitting over here, then they feel singled out every time I look that way. So thank you. I appreciate that. We're going to have a little different service. I'm going to preach for just a short bit and I'm going to call the kids up here to help me. And, um, and then we're just going to go from there. But I wanted to start by asking you, what do you think of when I say kingdom of heaven? Like what kind of images or things pop into your mind? Kingdom of heaven. Healing. What did you say? Healing. Healing. Ooh, that's a good one. Beauty. Beauty. The kingdom of heaven be beautiful. I'm sorry. Reunion. Reunion. Oh, yeah. Reunion with loved ones. Power. Power. Yes. Powerful. Yeah. A big, I didn't hear it all. A big golden castle. I like that. I bet there will be one. Yeah, hold it. Golden gates and and clouds. Yes, kingdom of heaven. We we think about God ruling in heaven, don't we, when we say kingdom of heaven. And when Jesus, he would talk about the kingdom of heaven, he meant that, but that wasn't all that he meant. Do we have another answer back here? Yeah, go ahead. some people who got on the Queen Mary in the kingdom of heaven. Um, and probably a whole lot of other ships too. Um, but we think about God ruling in heaven and, and Jesus did mean that, but that wasn't all he meant when he talked about the kingdom of heaven. We are right now studying the book of Matthew, which is a biography of Jesus. And we're studying that because we want to learn about him, what he believed, what he did, what he taught. So that we can live like him. And in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tells parables. He tells stories to help people understand what the kingdom of heaven is like. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to Matthew 13, you can go ahead and do that. I'll, t- I'll talk about those stories in just a little bit and the kids will help me to do that. But the kingdom of heaven, first of all, you should probably know is code for kingdom of God. The Jewish people believed it was disrespectful to say God's name or to even write it. So they would say kingdom of heaven instead of kingdom of God. And that's why in your Bibles, in Luke's biography of Jesus, Luke wrote to non-Jewish people. So he always says kingdom of God. But Matthew, he wrote to Jewish people. And so he says kingdom of heaven. But it's the same thing. A kingdom is what? Anybody? All right. Right back here, Allison, your little guy. What is the kingdom? Okay. (laughs) Way to be brave, buddy. A kingdom is... Yeah. 
I didn't get any of that. <laughs> I think, I'm sure you were probably right. I just couldn't hear you. I think a kingdom, I didn't look it up in the dictionary, but a kingdom is where a king rules, right? Or yeah, or a queen. It's where they rule. And so the kingdom of God is where God rules. And one of the things that Jesus was trying to get his disciples, his followers to understand is that God rules not just in heaven. He doesn't just rule a physical territory like the nation of Israel, but he rules in people's hearts and in their minds. And so whenever someone goes, like if you let God rule over you, wherever you go, the kingdom of God is there. And so he was telling them stories to help them understand this. One of the the most like mind-boggling things to me about all of this is that God lets us choose whether or not we want to be in his kingdom. He created everything, so he owns everything, but he still gives us the choice of whether or not to be in his kingdom. And we know, of course, that a ruler who lets you choose whether you want to be ruled by them is much better than a ruler who does not let you choose, right? Yeah. yeah, we know this. God is not a dictator. He's powerful enough to be a dictator, but he's not. It's not his nature. We've talked about how God exists as a relationship between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God exists as a relationship where he shares power. And he... Each person of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they serve and exalt one another. They love one another. That's their nature. That's how God exists in the Trinity, and that's how he wants to exist with us. So when God made us, he said, let us make mankind in our own image so that they may rule. So that they may rule. From the very beginning, he wanted to share rulership with us. Not of everything. (laughs) but of the earth and of the animals. And we all know that a society that's ruled over by a leader who shares power, who serves his people, is better, right? Yeah. Yet with God, we kind of tend to forget this. Let me give you an example. What is it called? Some of you kids might know the answer to this. What is it called when you have one ruler who has absolute power and forces everyone to obey them? Yeah, Holden, what's that called? A king. Oh, no. You're good. It could be a king, but there's an, kings don't necessarily always rule that way. Some kings do, some kings don't. So that was a good guess. What do you think? No, not a president. That's another good guess. Okay, over here, yes. A dictator, yes, a dictatorship is a ruler with absolute power. And some kings are dictators, some aren't though. They have absolute power and they force everyone to obey them. Are dictators good? No. We know this from human history and Star Wars. Like, <laughs> dictators are not good. They... They make people obey them by forcing and oppressing and abusing them. Yet how many of you have ever gotten upset with God for not forcing people to act better? Right? 
We do. We get upset. We, we don't want a dictator, but we kind of want God to be a dictator for other people and keep them in line. Let me give you another example. What is it called when there's a society with no ruler and no rules at all? What do we call that? Anarchy. Are anarchies good? No. Read Lord of the Flies, right? Like, anarchies are so dangerous. They're cutthroat. It's everybody for themselves. They're very dangerous places to live. And yet, when it comes to God, we kind of want to have our own little personal anarchy. We want to be self-ruled. We, we know it's dangerous for other people to be self-ruled. Right? We kind of want God to dictate, be a dictator for other people while we get to rule ourselves and have our own little personal anarchy. But God gives us a better choice, and that's to be part of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. To live as his children, to live as the children of a king, where he loves us and empowers us to love ourselves, to love others, and he even empowers us to rule. That's the option he holds out to us. And that's what he's talking about in Matthew chapter 13. Because once you've lived under an oppressive dictatorship, I know we were talking about um, students reading about the Holocaust. Once you've lived under an oppressive dictatorship, or the tyranny of anarchy, you will do anything and give up anything to live in a society where you're free. I'm friends with um, a church in Grand Rapids. It's a church of all African refugees. And I get the honor of going and visiting them at least once a year. They all lived in refugee camps for between 5 to 20 years before they were allowed to come to the United States. And they all have stories of, like, going through jungles and rivers and losing people and trekking for hundreds of miles. It's nuts. And they're so happy, so thankful to be here. When you have seen the other side, you will do anything. To live in a society where you're free. And that's what God holds out to us. To live where we are children of the King. So I want my kids to come up here and help me with this next part. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 13, okay? And everybody come up. You don't all have to read, alright? Let's see. Because I'm going to ask you some questions too. Who else do we have? I see more kids out there. You guys can come. How about we, I don't know, if we sit there, we might not be able to see us all, huh? Come on, you can come right up here. Don't be shy. I don't bite. At least I have it in a really long time. Hi, Eva. How are you guys doing? Anybody else? Okay, let's just sit down here for a minute. Okay, you sit down with me? Okay, so our first scripture passage is Matthew thirteen forty four. Who has that one? Kinsley, do you have? Yeah. You, okay, you want to read that for us? Oh, hold on. Are we, are we? Let me see. 
Are we on now? Okay, we're on now. The kingdom of heaven is is like treasure mm-hmm. hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy when he sold all of he had he bought that field very good very good so this guy found some treasure in a field and he sold all he had so he could buy the field and get the treasure that was in it what do you guys think the treasure might have been what do you think um the kingdom of heaven (laughs) the kingdom of heaven yeah that's kind of what the story is about huh but what what could you imagine the treasure might have been just in your head what do you think holden diamonds and rubies diamonds Diamonds and and rubies rubies. do you guys what do you think the treasure might have been that was hidden in the field it's you could just use your imagination Let me ask you this. If you were in a field, what kind of treasure would you like to find? Gems. Gems? Okay. Ava, what kind of treasure would you like to find? Everything that's shiny. Everything that's shiny. Oh, that's a good answer. I like that one. All right. Well, you guys, what, what kind of treasure would you like to find? Um, probably a million dollars. A million dollars? Yes. Okay. That is a lot of money. Okay. You like rubies, don't you? I like, sh- I like stuff I can sell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, Jesus says this guy who found the treasure in the field, he sold everything. He gave up everything just to get that treasure. Does that remind you of anyone? Have you ever met anyone who's done that before? No? Oh, we got one more. Welcome. I'm right now. <laughs> you know who it reminds me of? Jesus. Jesus. What did Jesus do? Here, hold on. You can hold that and say. He sold his life for us. That's right. Jesus came down from heaven to search for us. Because he wanted a relationship with us. And he gave up everything to have a relationship with you. And you. And you. And you guys. Did you ever think about it that you're God's treasure? Yeah, okay. And he also gave up his whole body for us. Mm-hmm. That's right, he did. Okay, let's read our next one. Again, the kingdom of the heavens is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one, a great value, he went away to sell everything he had bought it. Wait, no. He went away to sell everything he had bought it. All right, so again, a treasure. This time the treasure is a pearl. You guys are God's pearl that he gave up everything for. And you know what? He wants us to treat him the same way, that he is our treasure and that we give up. We don't just spend all our time on video games and other things, like, but we spend our time getting to know him and learning about him and treating him like he's our treasure. Okay? So we are going to... What? Yeah, that's one of the reasons we go to church, huh? And we read our Bibles and we pray, all of those kinds of things. And it's also one of the reasons people serve. 
because Jesus served, and when we serve, we get to know what he's like better. And so we're going to take some time now, and we're going to honor some people who've already made that choice, who they have um, they've decided that God is their treasure, the kingdom of heaven is their treasure. And so they're giving their time and their energy, they're investing in that to help other people get to know God too. So I think we have a slide of some of their names, and Miss Cheryl's going to come up here and help us do this, and you guys are going to help, okay, too, all right? So these are people who serve in the kids' ministry. Yeah, exactly. Those are... These are people who have, are investing in God's kingdom, helping you guys and other kids get to know God. And so um, Cheryl's going to read their names. If you are in the kids' ministry, would you stand? And then I'm going to have you guys take a little gift to anyone who's standing, okay? Go ahead and stand up if you are uh, okay, we'll one of the people that serves in our children's okay. ministry. I okay, think I have everyone's name. If I've forgotten... It's strictly an oversight. Please forgive me. Robin Brigham, Savannah Burridge, Sherry Butler, Allison Butters, Deidre Coleman, Lisa Kunkel, Barb Densmore, Faith Dever, Chris Ebbinghaus, Mikkel Eisenman, Titus Eisenman, Lori Hollenbaugh, McKenna Kissinger, Tori Kissinger, Fred Keppin, Pat Kunkel, Charlene LeBron, Linda Leffel, Mindy Maples, Myra Maples, Richard Maples, Suzanne Nelson, Linda Omer, Ron Owens, D.L. Patton, Diana Patton, Molly Riddle, Emily Smith, Rachel Smith, Rhiannon Smith, Emily Snyder, Wendy Thompson, Amy Turner, Craig Turner, Ginny Warner, Molly Weber, John Yurku, Nancy Yurku, Becky Zona. Some of our volunteers are actively in place in the children's ministry right now, so uh, we'll ask them to come down. And uh, we've chosen a succulent because these sweet little plants live and thrive under duress many times, and we think you can keep them alive, but uh, as an example to all of us, they thrive and do so well. Any. There you, there you go, Addie. See anybody else still standing up? You can take one to them. Down, and so then the kids will know if they were still missing anyone. Oh, okay, there's one more. All right, let's give one more round of applause for our kids and Mr. volunteers. Okay. Lori, did you get one? <laughs> All right. You guys can go ahead and sit down. We got a video to watch, and then after the video, you guys can go back to the kids' ministry, okay? To our volunteers, we thank you. Okay. You get up early. You're the last ones out the door, day or night. You serve to be a part of the bigger story that is unfolding. You play the role that only you can play. And it's a story that we're all writing together. You realize that serving is more than the task that you do. It's more than making coffee. It's more than cleaning, or playing an instrument, or working behind the scenes. 
or hosting a small group, more than hanging out with teens, or playing trains with a child, more than handshakes and warm smiles, more than singing a song or having a conversation. It's way more than that. You serve to build a church community that welcomes people wherever they are at. You serve to create a safe place to explore faith. You serve because God first served us. You serve as a way of life. You serve to show compassion and grace and love. You serve to show that there are second chances and to show that God does not give up on people. You don't serve for power, recognition, popularity, or applause. You give when it's not easy and sacrifice when it's hard. You have found joy when you put yourself second. You believe in a story bigger than yourself and a dream that only God can deliver on. What you do matters. It matters more than you often realize. Together we can do so much. Together we are used by God. And if you're not part of this story, we invite you in. And to all of our volunteers, we thank you. We honor you. We couldn't do church without you being the church. The video pretty well said everything that I would like to say to all of our volunteers. There are so many of you, and um, you all serve so well. Um, I have a quote from Elizabeth Andrew. Volunteers do not necessarily have the time. They just have the heart. Isn't that true? Um, and it's true of this group in particular. Um, it's, it's so accurate. It's often true that our volunteers don't necessarily have the time to do what they're doing, but they find a way to budget so that it all works out, so they're volunteering in many areas. <clears throat> For our church to be effective, to be strong, to be in the community, we need our volunteers um, a lot has to happen each week for our church to run smoothly and provide education and all of our other ministries. Thank you to all of you. And that's how we serve one another. That's how we serve the children. That's how we serve the community. Each ministry of our church is organized and implemented by our volunteers that have a vision for serving each other and our fellow humans. Our volunteers are the hands in the fight, feet of Jesus. And we're able to have a successful impact through each individual volunteer. Our ministries are diverse in nature, um, schedules, time commitment, and age groups. And when you're sharing your time, talent, and treasure, you're ma making a difference. Um, when you're teaching a child, um, when you're leading a study, cleaning, all the things that we just mentioned in the video... All of those things, you're making an impact. 
Your skills, passions, and service are important to the success of each of our ministries. And some of the unforeseen benefits of volunteering, you often tell me, are your rewards are unexpected, and they're often things like building a new or deeper relationship with somebody that you're working shoulder-to-shoulder with, um, seeing the world through the eyes of a kid again, um, Our teachers say over and over again, I hadn't read the scripture that way until I was preparing to teach it. So the benefits are many, and there are many places to look for those benefits. Um, Thank you for taking the time, making the time, and serving one another and our community. Your volunteerism matters. Thank you. We're going to let the kids and the kids' ministry volunteers go back. So, kids, you can head back by the doors. And I'm sure um, Ms. Linda is going to meet you there, and some other volunteers will meet you there, too. Thanks for being here with us this morning. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, and we're going to continue to recognize other groups of volunteers. There's no way we can recognize everyone this Sunday, but we kind of wanted to recognize some that haven't been recognized lately and that maybe, um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to say it, that we haven't really recognized lately. So the next group that we're going to recognize is our worship team. And as we call your names, um, if you guys don't mind coming, up, we have a little succulent for you also. Where did Cheryl go? You were right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I was necessary. <laughs> okay, why don't you read a column and then I'll read a column. How does that sound? Okay. Robin Brigham, Debbie Cunningham, Jason Cunningham, Janet Deaver, Angelina Dickinson, Matthew Dickinson. Stephen Dickinson, Joey Eddy, Steve Eddy, Eric Eisenman, Spence Farmer, Lori Hollenbaugh, Michelle Keppen, Mindy Maples, Richard Maples, Dean Nagy, Leah Nagy, Jenna Nagy, Greg Nagy, Kathleen Rubio, Ruben Rubio, Jason Smith. Looking at all those names, did you ever think about that's just how many people are on the worship team? We also have our tech team. I think that's our next slide, right? I them oh, you folded them together. Okay, worship and tech. There we go. Is that all we have on the slide? Okay. Our worship team is going to lead us now in a song, and then we'll kind of continue this rhythm through the rest of the service of honoring a group of volunteers and then praising the Lord and honoring them as we give thanks for what God has done for us and um, for all the people that he's using to serve. We would like to recognize the five, six leaders. I guess there's five up there. um, Of the Band of Brothers Ministry, Matthew Dickinson, Dan Omer, D.L. Patton, Glenn Thomas. You guys, come on. Thompson, sorry. Come on up. And Todd Turner. Let's give them a round of applause, please.
The next group of volunteers that we're going to be recognizing is Caring Connections, and that leadership group is Linda Omer, Allison Butters, Lori Hollenbaugh, Molly Riddle, Rachel Smith, Wendy Thompson, and Cheryl Woolerick. Thank you, Cheryl. Any of you ladies can come on up. Don't be shy. This service is going to take forever if you people make me beg you to come up here. So, I, I well, okay. Linda is already back in the children's ministry. Lori is being shy back in the sound booth. Cheryl is up here, and some of them just aren't here today. I think Rachel is back in Rachel's the serving. Yeah, she's serving back in children's ministry too. So. Come. And Linda's back there. And Linda, yeah. Every Everyone is here today. They're all here. Most of them. <laughs> right. All right. Our next group is the, um, well, you, our youth group. That's Rachel and Jason. Rachel, we know, is already back in children's ministry. Jason, come on up. Yes. Oh, here, did you get one already? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Jason already got his plant as part of the worship service or worship mm-hmm. team small groups include Barb and Jerry Densmore and Kathleen and Ruben Rubio thank you guys I don't think our heaven's least ballet leaders are here today but Angela Dickinson and Faith Deaver do an amazing job reaching out into our community um, with the ballet program to little kids so if you see them or even if you have their number and you can text them, text them a thank you for their ministry through Heaven's Least Ballet, okay? Um, and that's all we have for this section. And you guys can take away with the next one. All right, let's stand again. Ask the volunteers to uh, appreciate. And if you see your name on a slide, just come up, okay? All right. Um, our next one are the people who do community outreach for our church, who organize community outreaches. Have that slide. Cressy and Ray Vargo do a lot. They are the ones that started and organized our food ministry where every week we are packing food for the students at Harrington School. We pack um, snacks for them that they have in school and also fresh fruits and vegetables that they take home. So Ray and Crusty help with that. Linda Luffel, Nancy Yurku, Linda Omar, and Don Char- Donna Chalmers all are organizing various community outreaches for us. Let's give them a round of applause. Our counting team, one of our unseen mm-hmm. heroes, Dan Omer, Carlos Riddle, Suzanne Nelson, Bev Clute, Barb Densmore, Becky Zona, Wendy Thompson, Diana Patton. Thank you, guys. I don't know how much you know about how we handle money, but we have standards in place to make sure that all of your money is handled ethically and transparently. And so there are always multiple people counting it together so that no one person ever has all the money all to themselves. And we really appreciate their ministry and how they help us steward God's money. All right, our next slide. 
is a welcome team. These are the people that are here the earliest. Just about. I don't know. Worship team is here very early too. Yeah. Okay. They're like, no, we're here first. <laughs> but okay, maybe the second earliest group of people to get here on Sunday mornings is Mike Hollenball, Pat Conkle, Mark Willerick, and Fred Copen. Let's thank them. There There's is more. more. Is that in this group? No, that's not the end of this group. We have like three more groups after this one. You all volunteer, and I, I get a little scrambled sometimes. So it takes a lot of people to maintain our facility, to do big projects, little projects, seen and unseen projects. These are the people that we are aware of helping. We also know there's a whole bunch of you that do things that we didn't catch you doing. So, sorry, we can't put your name up there. Uh, Denny Burridge, Debbie Cunningham, Jason Cunningham, Steve Eddy, Lori Hallenbaugh, Dean Nagy, Rachel Smith, Todd Turner. I've been amazed at how many times I come here and there's somebody different here working on lights or painting or all kinds of people sneak in during the week and help keep this building. And we really do appreciate your ministry. On the next slide, there are the cleaning teams. Cheryl, I'll let you do all these names. Cleaning teams right in my <laughs> They're heart. <her> heart. <laughs> right in my heart. This is a job that is so critical to welcoming people into our facility. And we all know there's coffee on the carpet sometimes. There's a crumb here and there. Something needs to be touched up with paint, whatever. Our cleaning teams are so critical to keeping our facility warm and inviting. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And we always have room for more, by the way. Um, Beverly Clute, Deidre Coleman, Jason Cunningham, Barb Densmore, Jim Dillon, Joey Eddy, Mike Hollenbaugh, Fred Keppen, Dan Omer, Linda Omer, Ron Owens, Diana Patton, D.L. Patton, Glenn Thompson, Wendy Thompson, Amy Turner, Todd Turner. Thank you, guys. Again, people who we never see serving, but we see the effects of your service. Thank you so much. We have lots of these plants. Should what, what should we do, Cheryl? First of all, some of our people aren't here. If you're going to run by their house anyway, grab a plant for them. Take it to them. I'd give you a chance to drink a cup of coffee with them and visit a minute. <laughs> um, and feel free. They, they need homes. We, we don't want homeless plants. That's very bad. We know many of you have your name on multiple slides, so if you want to... Bring, bring another plant home and give it a home. Feel free to Please. do that. Okay. Um, gardening and mowing. This is our last group. Again, people who you probably never see them serve, but um, man, does it make a big difference. I don't know if I know how to pronounce all of those last names. Maurice Barnes, Demi, De, Demi, Debbie Cunningham, Jason Cunningham, Malachi Dickens, 
Noakes, is that right? Okay, Steve Eddy, Lori Hollenball, Mike Hollenball, Fred Kappen. I want to say Cole, and that's not it. Kappen. Okay, Kappen. Um, Jonathan Lauks, Dean Nagy, Noah Noakes, Rod Owens, and Glenn Thompson. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you so much. So we're going to end um, just celebrating the fact that we are the body of Christ. And um, Pastor Tamar spent a fair, fair amount of time preaching and helping us to understand that as she went through Ephesians that whether your gifting is something that you do unseen and unsung or something that you do in front of other people. It, you know, it's some people feel uncomfortable in front of other people and they'd rather be in the background, right? And some people have spent years and years and years ever since childhood um, creating the ability, working on lessons and all that kind of stuff to be able to do something that's in front of other people. So God gifts us and talents us and calls us in so many different ways. But if it wasn't for each of us giving in those different ways, we would all um, lack. We would all lack. So I come to this building many days of the week, and I can't tell you how grateful I am when I come bopping in here. And you can ask Cheryl sometimes. I am on a run to the ladies' room. And um, I am so grateful for a safe clean place to come to that I don't have to just go to a gas station here in town. Um, and I'm also grateful as I walk in the doors that there's a beautiful garden. It's not just plain and boring. It's beautiful. This is a beautiful place. It's like coming home. It is truly for me a second home. And there are times when I've been in a really dark and difficult place in my life. And this is, this is a second home for my heart. Um, so I hope that you feel that way too and you're grateful for the, the men and women and children who help create this beautiful facility. And really it's more than just a building. It is the church body. It is you, the people who give to each one of us. So let's sing and celebrate that we are a body. <laughs>